Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Molly loves um, associating asset classes with different types of shoes. So she says your cash is like your flats. Um, bonds is like your winter boot with a small heel. Property is like your, your platform. And then stilettos is shares. Look great. Hopefully you can pull it off. If you do, it's going to be fabulous. High chance you might twist an ankle. <laughs> G'day and welcome back. Or if this is your first time, welcome to Shares for Beginners. Today I'm chatting with one of the founders, advocates, coaches and fashionistas of the Ladies Finance Club, Betsy Westcott. G'day, Betsy. How's it going? Hi, Phil. I'm very well and thank you for having me. That's okay. You said this was your third podcast or? This is my third one. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that makes me an expert. I think it makes me still very much a novice. Now, the Ladies Finance Club is on a mission to change the way women think about and behave with money. They want women to feel confident and fearless about talking money, budgets, retirement and investing. And before you flick next, guys, all this applies to men as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, we have a, actually, you let me know if uh, this isn't okay to say, but uh, whilst we're a ladies finance club, dicks allowed, just no dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so tell me about starting this club. Yeah, so it started in 2018 with my co-founder, Molly. She was in London at the time, uh, living with some girlfriends in a share house, and it was Sunday evening. They were all talking about their weekend, comparing, you know, dating apps, which is better, Tinder, Hinge, Happen. Um, I'm told it's Hinge. And um, they were kind of lamenting about how broke they were, you know, sort of chatting to each other. They were well-educated reasonably well paid. Um, They'd been working for a number of years, but they just weren't really getting ahead with their money. And um, Molly was working in finance at the time. And she thought, I'm going to talk to the finance chicks at work because, you know, they'll be they'll be on top of this. And um, so she went into work and um, she was in events and she was chatting to some of the other ladies there. And, uh, you know, much to her surprise, she found that, uh, nope, they weren't that much better either. And there was this this sort of predicament that a lot of women her age were facing where that, you know, we earn good money, but we're not quite sure what to do with it. And so she thought, okay, something has to change. So she started hosting events in her lounge room and then quickly outgrew the lounge room and then began hosting these so events. So that's, that's, that's quite a jump, isn't it? It's going from um, going, I've got to do something about this and then we'll make it into an event. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, the thing is, you yeah. know, chuck finance into Google Images and you get a sea of charts, you know, lots of very serious people in business suits. And, it's a problem, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of blue. And you know what? Like the real um, theme of Ladies Finance Club is, you know, first of all, empowerment, but second of all, fun. I mean, why not? We always have Prosecco or Champagne. Giddy up. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about finance in a way that makes it relatable, makes 
makes it engaging, um, but we never dumb it down because, you know, women are smart. They don't need it to be dumbed down, um, but they just need it to be spoken to them in a way that actually resonates. So, yes, Ladies Finance Club was born and um, we brought it back here to Australia in August. Since then, it's been such a wild ride. Um, We've had events here in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and uh, we've got one coming up in Townsville um, in November. (laughs) (laughs) And Brisbane, you've just come back from Brisbane and that was a really successful um, event, wasn't it? It absolutely was. We were just blown away by the level of engagement like we literally had to bring in extra chairs so that we could fit everyone in which is a great problem to have but I just think you know it's it's an environment that's really safe it's really fun and we really focus on giving women practical tools so you know come along to a a investing event or come along to a finance event so what what are you going to do next and so our focus is always that we want to make sure that our, our guests, our attendees have something that they can go away with and implement that night. They can do one thing to just really start changing their future. And so you find there is a thirst for this kind of knowledge amongst women because I think there's a lot of women. I mean, I, I think of my daughter as well, and I'm trying to get her in, interested in this, you know, and her <laughs> eyes glaze over this. But I, I guess part of it is they're looking after the women who want to find out mm-hmm. more information. And then there's the women who are kind of a bit in denial as well. Yeah, I mean, oh, so many things I could say on that. First of all, I would say, you know, it's it's not so long ago, you know, less than two generations ago that a woman couldn't own a bank account in her own name. She she couldn't buy a house. She had to give up a job once she got married. So, you know, it's little wonder that we're all still kind of finding our feet when it comes to this whole money business. What we find is women are very good at managing like the household finances, but it's taking that next step from being a saver and being frugal and thrifty to actually growing your wealth. And, you know, we're really trying to change the messaging around that. And then, yeah, I think the second thing is that women do want to know about this, but they don't want to be, you know, taken into a stiff room, sit across from a bloke and him just mansplain the whole thing to her and talk about bulls and bears and, you know, buying low, selling high and all that kind of crap. Um, you know, for women, what resonates with us um, and what resonates with a lot of people, it's not just women. And men as well. <laughs> yeah, is um, goals, you know, because you're not, you're not growing wealth just so you can look at the bank account and be like Daffy Duck swimming in a sea of money. I mean, for some people that's exciting, but but really um, creating wealth is all about what can it do for you? And, you know, in, in my world as a financial coach, for me, it's all about financial well-being. And what does that look like? That means that you uh, have choices and the freedom to live a life of your own terms whatever that looks like for you because personal finance is just that it's personal it's going to be different for everyone okay well let's get down to the nuts and bolts yeah what are the foundational concepts that you need to understand when investing so we kind of think there's about eight financial concepts so the first one is compound returns one of my favorites and this is why you invest because compound returns is all about when your money starts making money so just like you go to work every day and you get paid for it this is starting to leverage your money so that it starts earning its own income and then can start growing Um, so that's why you invest we then sort of take people through asset classes. Um, so this is what you can invest in. And we tend to focus on the four major ones. So, you know, cash, which everyone knows, money in the bank, money under your mattress, <laughs> wherever you keep it. You've got your bonds, property and shares. 
When I was first starting out, little confession, I used to get really muddled between what bonds and shares were. So I used to use a rhyme to remind myself, and um, I hope I'm not alone in this muddledness, but um, I used to remind myself, shares, you're an owner, bonds, you're a loner, um, as just a way to kind of remind me which is what. So then we look at um, risk and return. Just before we get on to risk, what, what is the importance of asset allocation? Yeah, well, each asset class has different attributes. When you're investing, you're wanting to generate a return, um, which is what you get back for putting your money away. And different asset classes have a different level of return that they pay you and different types. So a return can be income or it can be growth. Um, So income is things like interest, rent for commercial property or a property. And um, if it's in a share, it's a dividend when you get a share of the profit. And then um, property and shares have also the opportunity to change in value. Um, So growth is when it goes up in value. Everyone likes that. Um, But they also have the possibility of going down in value, which is um, a capital loss. Okay, so talk more about the risk. Yeah, so risk. Risk is where you don't get back what you expected. So risk and returns go together. They're kind of like peas and carrots. Um, If I was Forrest Gump, I would say risk returns are like peas and carrots. So um, when you've got low risk, you've got lower returns. When you've got higher risk, you've got higher returns. Therefore, so if you think about cash being your safest asset, that's uh, low risk there's a low probability that you won't get back what you put in Um, but conversely there's low returns and as you move up the sort of the risk scale into bonds slightly higher slightly higher returns property slightly higher again shares with your high risk but also high return possibility so then we um, talk to our, our ladies about inflation, a term that's you know often talked about but not always well understood. Um, so we explain to them that inflation is the rate at which prices change. And, and why that's important is um, if you're someone who's like, you know what, I don't like the sound of this risk business, I'm just going to keep it in cash and it's going to be nice and safe and there's no way I could lose any money there. Well, unfortunately, with the rate at which um, prices are changing, they're actually changing at a rate much higher than um, you're earning on your cash. So what that means is if you have cash sitting in the bank today, it's not going to have the same buying power tomorrow. So um, again, it's a really good um, illustration of why now more than ever, it's it's really important to be investing your money to be sort of um, countering the effect of inflation. Is that something that you find that a lot of people just want to have complete safety? What I find is that um, the dream of owning a home is very strong and very compelling here in Australia. And I think for young people, a lot of the ways that they assume they get to that is by saving cash, then buying a house. And that's your path to wealth creation. And and that's a path. But, you know, along the way, it, it takes a long time to save up that property deposit. I mean, we know what the price of houses are here in Sydney. So, you know, if it's going to take you, you know, sort of five years to save up that that deposit, then maybe consider investing along the way to help accelerate your path to reaching that, that deposit goal. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Risk profile. That's a really important one for people to understand because... Um, so this is a personal profile, how you feel mm, about risk, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's basically, uh, you think about your investment in terms of the time frame that you have between when you want to put that money away and when you eventually want to spend it. <laughs> and then you think about what level of risk you're willing to take to achieve that goal. And that helps drive what sort of blend of assets you should invest in. So 
It's the balance between the return you want to generate, the risk you're willing to take, and the time you have in which to get there. And the more time you have, the more risk you want to take. Absolutely. And also, as you know, um, you... Uh, Sorry, that's risk in a general term. In okay, a general we, we don't term. want to just <laughs> yeah. to put, put, put it all on black. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, like, it reflects your level of confidence. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've been investing for about 10 years now. I feel quite confident that, um, you know, I have a, a reasonable idea of what I'm doing. Whereas um, I was literally chatting to my younger brother the other day um, about getting started on investing. Good on you, Macca. Because it's his first foray into investing, I was like, start conservative. And then as you get more confident, take on a little bit more risk or move into riskier assets. So confidence also plays a big role in where you allocate your investment. Okay, where are we up to in the fundamental concepts? We're almost through. So we're going to talk about asset allocation and then my favorite number eight, diversification. So you figured out your risk profile, you know how long you've got, you know what level of, of risk you want to take on. And then you allocate your money across the different asset classes in a way that reflects um, the level of risk you're wanting to take with the return you're hoping to generate. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Diversification is a risk mitigation strategy. So I think the fear on a really simple level is that you have $10,000 and you invest it in one company and then that company goes broke and you lose all your money. That's your like worst case scenario. And uh, that's kind of like putting all your eggs in the one basket. Now, you don't want to do that. You want to spread your eggs around across maybe tens of things to hundreds of things to even thousands of things because the probability then of all those thousands of things going broke and busting and you, lo- you losing your money is very, very low. So diversification is spreading your, your investment money around across asset classes. So not just shares, but bonds, property, cash, and then, you know, spreading it around geographically, spreading the time. In so the shares are international shares or in emerging yeah. markets. Yeah. And then also looking at, you know, where do you want to invest? You know, different fund managers, different types of investment. So there's yeah. lots of ways to diversify. And yes, it does go beyond just buying a handful of different shares in different sectors. And that's right. And then bringing it back to the share market is that you mm. can actually get diversification by buying either funds or ETFs yes. or LICs. Yes, they're a wonderful the tool. Yes, yeah. they're a wonderful tool for diversification. Um, and, and You don't need to leave the share market no, at all. No, no, <laughs> to get and you get diversification. that. And yeah. also you don't have to be an expert because mm-hmm. I think the difference between buying direct and then or buying a fund is A, you're going to get that diversification and good exposure to a, a good sample of mm-hmm. assets or good sample of, of different shares. But you don't have to be the expert picking it because, you know, I'll tell you what, Phil, I'm not sure which Japanese bank is the one that I should be buying or which German pharmaceutical or, you know, is, um, is ANZ better than C? I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to the experts. I'm going to leave that up to the market mm-hmm. and just take a good solid sample of things is, is my preference. Okay. So this one's for your brother, Maka. Maka. <laughs> How easy is it to get started? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's three approaches. I'm going to say one thing before you get started 
pay off any high interest debts you might have. So I'm thinking afterpays, credit card debt, personal loan, and make sure you build up your emergency savings. So that's three to six months worth of expenses because you just want to make sure you're safe and you've got the cash available to get yourself out of a tight spot. Some people call it emergency savings. I think the bear call, Barefoot Investor calls it the mojo fund. I like to call it my F-off fund, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Make sure you have that because that's that's your safety net. And then, yes, start thinking about your goals before you get busy buying stuff. Why are you investing? What is it you want to achieve? How long can you put this money away for? And, and what do you eventually want to spend it on? So even if it's like retirement and you're super fun, eventually you're going to want to spend that. So what's that time frame? Or if, is it something shorter like education? Okay, so you've paid off the credit card debts, you've uh, got yourself your F-off money, <laughs> yep. and it's time to invest. So where do you start? Yeah, so we've started with your goals. You've got your short, medium, long-term goals, your needs and wants, and you've worked out how much money you need to get there for all of those and how long you've got to invest. Now you can get started on investing because you've got a really clear plan on where you should be putting your money. So I think there's three main ways to get started investing. You can go direct, you can look at buying a fund, or you can go and get advice from um, either a robo-advisor or a financial advisor. So going direct, that's when you buy directly shares in a company, you go buy a bond, you might buy a house, and, and that means you own it in your own name. Now, that's that's a great way to go. No, no dramas there. It is difficult to achieve that diversification when you're going direct. So, you know, picking stocks, as we were saying earlier, like picking a German pharmaceutical and a Japanese bank or, you know, Facebook or should you go ANZ, who knows, you know. There's only so many of those you can buy, particularly if you're starting out and you've only got, you know, a couple of thousand dollars or something to get that diversification is pretty hard. We know what property houses cost here in Australia. So getting diversification across property could be difficult. And a bond usually starts at about 500000 to buy one directly. So, so direct is going to be a bit tricky, not impossible, but tricky to achieve diversification. So... Your, your second approach is to look at funds. Now you've got your managed funds, you've got your exchange traded funds, which I know you've talked about a lot in the podcast, and you've also got your listed investment companies. You can go direct to a fund manager who is a professional investor and they'll pool your money with lots of other people and invest it across lots of different things. And you can go you know, direct for a specific asset class or you can do like a blended portfolio, like a, a balanced portfolio or a high growth portfolio. And depending on your risk profile and the returns you want to get will depend on which type of portfolio you buy. That one's really good if you were trying to separate money for different goals. So you might have like a, a five-year goal and a 15-year goal, spreading them into different portfolios is a good way to keep it separate and, and keep it on track for what you're trying to achieve. So then you've got ETFs, your exchange traded funds. Um, so that's buying a sample of um, what's on the market. So again, you can buy asset class ETFs, a bond ETF, property ETF. Or you can buy an index, which is a sample of everything in the market. So maybe like ASX 200, it's a sample of all the different shares that are in the top 200 shares of the Australian market. 
And then you've got your listed investment companies. Sorry, say that again. Listed investment companies. Um, licks. Yes, licks. <laughs> just call them licks from now on. Yeah, <laughs> stuck with that. Anyway, mm-hmm. thank, thanks, Bill. Uh, so you've got your licks, which is buying a share in a company which invests across lots of things. So you don't have an exposure to that share. You basically own a share in that company and um, get a return based on how well the company's performed. So there are three options. But if you're someone who's like, I don't really know what my goals are or, um, you know, I... I'm Most not- of us. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you're like, I'm not really sure how to identify my risk portfolio, things like that. Or if you're someone who's like, I would really like to start investing, but I can't seem to get past my first $1,000. Every time I do, I self-sabotage. Then um, chatting to a financial advisor or seeking help from a robo-advisor is a really good way to go. A robo-advisor is going to be a lot lower cost. It's a platform or an application where you go online, state what your goals are. They'll help assign a risk profile for you. And they'll they'll, they'll give you a questionnaire, don't, won't That's they, right. just to work out exactly yeah. what your risk is, which is a good uh, process to go through. Just yeah. to, make, to make a clear, well, what is risk? What is my risk profile? Absolutely. I've got no idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh my gosh, mm-hmm. if you haven't, check out ASIC's Money Smart. Like, it is my all-time favorite website. Nerd That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing because, it's you know, it's government provided. So there's no one there trying to sell you something. And it gives you all these great tools to get started investing. It just really breaks down a lot of the concepts. Um, so check that out. Yeah, no, we should because that, mm. another guest a while ago mentioned that. And I haven't come back to it because I really wanted to do something about money smart website and what yeah. a great website it is for it's brilliant it is it's fantastic i love it <laughs> um honestly it's such a great resource they've got guides on there like um what you should do to financially prepare for buying a puppy i mean <laughs> most of us wouldn't think about that but actually <laughs> buying a dog costs a lot so anyway it's it's a wonderful resource <laughs> um or you can go see a person a financial advisor yep. who will you know really talk through your behaviors your goals um they'll also help you if you're like I'm not sure if I should be investing or paying off my mortgage, which is going to be better, and they'll help you work out those things. So, but aren't they a bit more costly? Like if you've only got a couple of thousand are. dollars, it's not going to be worthwhile to go and see a, yeah, a human? Yeah, I agree. Look, um, they are a bit more costly. I think, you know, sort of 3K plus will be your statement of advice because it's really expensive to provide that personal. That's a lot of work, advice. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So look – I think when you're starting out, um, you know, if you can invest some time in educating yourself, listening to great podcasts like Shares, shares for Beginners, um, <laughs> you know, going to Ladies Finance Club, things like that, going to ASICs, Money Smart, and, and spend the time, you know, looking at your goals, understanding different asset classes, you can really get started with just a little bit of money and mm-hmm. start um, seeing some great results. Okay, so you've um, decided about what kind of advice you want to get and you're, you're going through the learning experience. What's the next step that we would take in your journey? Yeah, so you've started investing. It's the... It's the final step, which is stay close to your money. Do not set and forget. So, you know, keep really good records of what you've invested in. Watch your investments to make sure they're performing where you think they should be. If you have um, invested directly or set up your own investment in like different asset funds, you might want to rebalance your portfolio to to back to your risk profile as it as it goes along. Um, although if you've gone with a robo-advisor or a portfolio or with a financial advisor, they'll do that for you. And then keep good tax records because you'll need to report to your accountant what you've been up to with your investments. So that's it. So tell me about some of the stories that you've heard from, um, obviously you'd be taking questions from the floor. Yeah. What are some of the, the issues that you're, you've been dealing with? Um, I think first of all, it's a lot of 
confidence issues particularly for women I think you know a lot of feelings around I'm just not great with money I don't know where to get started oh that's all too complicated I'm just gonna wait till I get married particularly for women like for most of us we're working 10 years before we may settle down if we settle down that's a long time and that's a lot of lost sort of uh earning potential growth potential if you're not making your money work for you through investments during that time and the second thing is is that money's not that complicated it's not that hard is it once you once you learn about it no contrary to what the financial industry would have us believe it's not that complicated if you got through primary school math you can understand the foundations of finance, the foundations of investing. And it's absolutely within your control to, you know, become financially well. And uh, I think it's been part of the the industry as well that they've kept it a bit um, complicated. Oh, it suits them too. It suits them too, doesn't (laughs) it? (laughs) Because it keeps everyone in jobs and making lots of money and so forth. So, you know, I'm big fans of of people like Scott Pape, the Barefoot Investor. I love, like I've said, ASIC's Money Smart website and, you know, uh, Mel Brown with her Un-F Your Finances book, things like that. People who are out there sharing information, educating people on how you can have really healthy money habits and, and grow your wealth safely and, and just demonstrating how simple it actually is. And the thing is, it's about starting doing something and doing it consistently over time. And learning, time. and yeah. learning as keep well. Learning. Just keep learning, yeah. Keep le- I'm still learning. I've been in the industry for like 10 plus years and I learn new things all the time. So, you know, continue to educate yourself. And also make money fun is my one piece of advice because no one wants to do chores. Chores are boring. So like whenever I'm checking in with my money, I pour myself a glass of wine. I put on my favorite beats and then I get stuck in. And if I, you know, if it's something around like budgeting or saving for something or, you know, if my investments have been doing well, I'm watching my super fun grow. Like I pick a small way to reward myself because like, you know, good on me for having good money habits. And yes, I will reward myself with like a massage or get my nails done or even just something as simple as an ice cream because who doesn't love ice cream? So, you know, Make it fun. Associate it with good things. Don't associate it with pain and boring and all that kind of chore stuff. And it's also uh, much easier to start these days as well. Mm. What are some of your favorite tools for, for starting and getting investing? I mean, we we briefly touched on robo-advice. Yeah, yeah. So there's great robo-advice out there. And like, I wish I had had that option when I was starting out. I had to go to a financial advisor and pay some good money to just get into a fund. Whereas I could have gone to a robo-advisor, had all of that advice and and done it for a fraction of the cost. There's Stockspot here in Australia. Um, there's also Six Punk, which is a Melbourne-based one. Log on online. We've had uh, Ted Richards from Six Park on the, oh, you on have? the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. 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 Friend so, of the podcast. Friend yeah. of the podcast. G'day, Ted. Um, yeah, I've just done an interview with them. So very excited about that. So yeah, so those, those are really great ways to get started. Um, you know, you can use apps like Raise where it rounds up a little bit of every purchase. So if you're buying a cup of coffee through It's an enforced saving, isn't it? Yeah. It's enforced savings. Mm-hmm. Yes. You buy that coffee and it yeah. gets. And then, um, and once that gets to a certain amount, they'll go and invest it in a fund for you. I'm all about systemizing my money because I'm innately a lazy person. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So if I can find tools that make it easy for me to save money, I love them. Um, I love using Spaceship, which is another investing app. Yeah. You showed me Spaceship the other day. Yeah. That's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. So that one's probably a little bit more high risk in terms of um, the the composition of, of the investment. So only allocate a small amount to only this 
put a small amount in that one. I put like a little bit of fun money in there, but I love it because um, I can contribute to it every month with my own little investing plan and I can dial that up and down. So every month I put a hundred bucks in there. Um, it's on my phone. So I love just checking it and seeing what the market did that day. And it shows me every share I own. And then um, it has really great stories about, you know, um, what's happening in the market or, you know, different saving stories and interviews with different customers. But on the shares one, when you click on it, it shows you, you know, what the share price is, are these, why they um, like are these, it. They, these are tech stocks, aren't they? These are tech stocks in that And are they one, yeah. Australian and US or around yeah, the world? Yeah, around the tech, world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got Aussie, um, like in that particular one, there's like Aussie stocks like Afterpay and Zip Money and things like that. But then you've got Google and Facebook and Tesla and all these different things. So um, just quietly, that's not advice to go and buy it. But this is just a tool I use and I really Amongst enjoy many it. tools that Amongst we're just talking about. many with. tools. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, so there's so much out there to get started. And I would say just start with a little bit. You know, you can get going with like a couple hundred bucks, literally. It's amazing. So you like your analogies, don't you? <laughs> yes, you we like do. to explain finance and how easy it is with some an- an- analogies. Uh, yeah. So um, when we're doing our ladies' finance club, you know, I'm up there explaining diversification and, and Molly, um, who's such a divine character, juts in and she's like, so Betsy, is like diversification like instead of putting your eggs in one basket, put it in many baskets or instead of dating just one guy, date many guys. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, we've got this great uh, lady called um, Rachel O'Connor from Florix Wealth who speaks to us at our events. And, um, you know, she explains you know direct investing versus funds versus getting advice as like different ways to bake a cake so going direct um you know it's like putting on a blindfold and going to the pantry and pulling out some ingredients and just mixing it up and chucking it in the oven and hoping you get a cake you might chances are you won't she explains like investing in funds is like having a recipe um and you buy all the ingredients and you mix it up and you're probably going to get a cake but there's a chance things could still go wrong versus Getting advice is like your Betty Crocker mix. Um, so, you know, we like to... Off the shelf. Off the shelf, exactly. <laughs> we, we like to use different scenarios. Molly loves um, associating asset classes with different types of shoes. <laughs> so she says your cash is like your flats. Um, bonds is like your winter boot with a small heel. You've got property is like your your platform. And then stilettos is shares. Look great. Hopefully you can pull it off. If you do, it's going to be fabulous. High chance you might twist an ankle. <laughs> what have you personally gotten out of your journey with the Ladies Finance Club? What's it, what's it meant for you? It brings me so much joy. I love being able to help people understand money and do more with it. So if I may indulge in a bit of a story, which will give some context to why I am the way I am. But so I grew up on a farm initially. And um, so, you know, I learned from a young age that you need to always put something away for in farming terms, not so rainy days, such as drought. Um, so I, I sort of grew up learning that. And then um, my parents separated and my mum and my two brothers and I moved to Townsville. And yeah, mum had to go back to work. Um, she worked as a nurse and we know nurses don't earn a lot of money. Um, very noble work, but very badly paid. Um, so shout out to all the nurses out there. So she didn't have a great income, but she was very mindful with her money. She, you know, she's quite financially literate. So 
What that meant is that despite not having a huge salary, she sent um, three kids to pri- uh, semi-private schools, the Catholic kind. Um, she paid off her car. She paid off her house. And last year, um, she retired at the age of 65, owning her own home and having enough super to see out her days. Nothing extraordinary. She's not rich, but she has enough money to look after herself. And I am so freaking proud of her. And, you know, all my career, I've, I've been around money and banking. And I just think it's it's such an honor to be able to help people with money because money's like food, something we all deal with every day. And realistically, we kind of need it to survive. It's like right? <laughs> yeah. So, but weirdly, we we don't learn about it at school. And if you don't learn about it from your parents, um, you, you have access to this thing that you don't really know how to use properly. And so when you do learn, you know, how to understand money, how to make the most of your resources, it creates so many choices for you so much freedom for you and i just think that's like the ultimate wealth is being able to live life on your own terms and if i can do you know one thing to help someone on that journey or or to enable them to take a step further towards financial well-being i'm like yippee ki yay let's do this because i just i just love it and I, i really want that for people is to to live life on their own terms because there's nothing worse than feeling trapped by your money situation, not being able to leave a bad job, not being able to live the life you want, being stuck in bad relationships, um, things that are really real. And, and another driving thing is that here in Australia, women over 55 are the fastest growing group of homelessness, experiencing homelessness. And I get shivers every time I hear that because it, it honestly breaks my heart. Um, these are women who, you know, they're our moms or they're our aunties or their sisters or, you know, and they're not like, it's not like they're women that haven't contributed. You know, they have worked jobs, they've raised families, they've, you know, contributed to society, but because of, you know, time out of the workforce, a lack of super fund, um, the gender pay gap, all sorts of things, not knowing how to invest or what to do, um, women are more likely to spend money on their family then invest it and because of that they're you know they're living in poverty and retirement and that sucks and it doesn't have to be that way and so I'm like I am going to talk to all my girlfriends <laughs> and tell them you know tell them all these things and get them investing just so that they don't become until they're statistic. bored with you until they're bored with me yes but then I feed them <laughs> champagne say, and they're shut happy up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Okay, you've started investing in the share market. Now, how do you track trades, dividends, distributions, and franking credits and all those other goodies? Just throw away those clunky spreadsheets with ShareSight. I have my portfolio on ShareSight and everything is automatically recorded. ShareSight are pleased to extend a special offer to listeners of this podcast. Two months free on an annual premium plan. Go to ShareSight.com forward slash shares for beginners and sign up now for a seven-day free trial. That's ShareSight.com slash Shares for beginners. Okay, so where can people get in touch with you and um, find out about the events and find out about the, oh, the work that you're doing? we are everywhere. So, I mean, there's our website, ladiesfinanceclub.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, at ladiesfinanceclub. And you can also um, come directly to at Ms. Molly Benjamin, which is my co-founder, or at Ms. Betsy Westcott, that's me. Um, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, we're on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. What's the Facebook um, handle? Ladies Finance Club. Okay. Yeah, and we have a, a group which you can 
asking us to join. And um, in there, we just it's kind of like a safe space to chat all things money. And yes, there's a couple of blokes in there as well. So, um, boys, you can also come along. And how many that. users, um, how many people do you have in that, gr- that group? Oh, good question. This is a Molly question. I think it's like 5,000 or something. Oh, um, but That's yeah, don't quote me group. on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just, it's amazing. I feel like every day we're adding new people to the group and there's conversation going. And, you know, it's almost taking a life of its own. And, and that's kind of the goal with Ladies Finance Club is that it does take on a life of its own and that, you know, stuff the book club, have a finance club. It's way more rewarding. Betsy, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure having you on. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much for having us. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not Shares for Beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. Thanks to Christopher Soulos for music production with that special Greekalicious flavour. Remember, music always flows, even when the money won't. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.